So welcome to See the Changes next episode of Ocean Views. We are so, so excited to welcome our next guest, Naf. So can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, like I always do, I basically, so I, the divination for who I am basically lies or boils down to the kind of things that motivate me to do what I'm doing. And then, of course, uh, my values and some of the things I hold there to me. So for me, like my name is Naftali, you are aware of that. And again, the kind of things that motivates me to do certain things in life still boils down to uh, the kind of community I grew up in, the kind of um, parents who brought me up, and of course, the kind of things I got to understand even as I grew up as an adult. So I'm passionate about the environment. And then I'm always having this internal drive to create change and also do the things that makes me happy. So that's basically who I am. And for most of these kind of things, they have informed my decisions to the kind of, uh, you know, places I want to visit, the kind of associations I want to form, and many other things about me in life basically starts from my home as a person. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for giving your time. I'm sure you're busy while you're studying, but I love how you mentioned your values and I love how you're so clear on where they came from and what they actually are and your goals in life. So I look forward to hearing more. But our next question, you did mention you were studying. How do you kind of balance studying in your environmental conservation work? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. There's something Barack Obama said, like once once you're able to know what you want, then in some way you're going to find out where you're supposed to be and at what time. So for me, it is is so interesting to find out that what I'm studying, I'm basically taking the kind of field I'm taking now or going through this path basically to help what I'm passionate about. So it would have been conflicting if I was doing something that was entirely different from what I'm interested in or what my long-term goals are. But what I'm studying is basically going to help me in, you know, being it capitalizing so much on the kind of things I'm passionate about, which is the environment, which is creating change, and of course, building sustainable businesses. So for me, there hasn't been this hassle between my studies and the kind of um, change I want to create in the community, simply because I, I needed to make sure that these goals are aligning. So it can be challenging in the planning process, especially time clashing and other things. But of course, it's always a learning process for me. And I'm so happy that I was able to figure out that part. Yeah. That's amazing. You've been able to like streamline everything and really work out that process and what works best for you. I think we're all in the process of working that out in the moment. So it's great to hear that we can do it. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, so you spoke a little bit about your values and where they came from. But if you were to like narrow down, where did your wish to like go into environmental conservation come out of? Did you have like this big moment of realization or was it more of like a journey? I'm naturally born an artist. So I remember, you know, back then in my primary school, getting to high school and of course, even passing through the university. I use artworks as, you know, this thing that comes me whenever I feel like the whole world is going against me. But then growing up from, like moving from a rural area to an urban area, I just realized that I couldn't see the greenery I will often see in the rural areas. And I remember then while coming up, whenever I asked my parents, why is this so different here? And they would just tell me city. 
is development. So I couldn't see the trees, I couldn't see the birds I used to see, I couldn't see the, you know, the natural terrain. So for me, I, I began to ask myself, you know, pertinent questions as to what really development is all about. Does that mean we're totally disintegrating nature from what human beings have defined as development? Or is there a way to better put these things together? So those were some of the curious questions I started asking. And of course, those ones bettered my curiosity to find out more about the environment. That was how it began. That is amazing to hear. And I love that perspective. You know, as Steph and I grew up in an urban environment, so we do not have, you know, we don't see the beautiful scenery too often. As you said, we don't really see trees that often. Well, or not like big groups of trees or forests and stuff like that. So I think that's amazing how you talked about your environment and your home being some sort of kind of inspiration for you and that realization when you move to an urban area, that kind of difference between your two homes. So I loved that. But you talked about practicing art, which I think is amazing. Do you have any kind of like upcoming art projects or other projects that you're working on currently? So basically, I'm at the campus now. And then, of course, we have a lot of scholars here. And it's interesting, we've been able to gather like, I think, 2,000 pet bottles. I'm passionate about reducing plastic waste. They are in my room here, which I'm, I'll be packing them up tomorrow to the store. So the whole thing is to be able to create this avenue where we can teach my fellow scholars and the community here within the school why we need to care about our environment and why we need to reduce you know, some of these uh, plastics from the community too. Because at the end of the day, they end up in an ocean. And one other interesting thing is also to, to be able to see how we can teach even the younger generation how to upcycle these plastics, how they can make some kind of money from it. Because I, I do see most of my colleagues here at school asking me, what exactly do I want to do with these plastics? For them, there's no value in it. Why do I even care? So I really want to change that concept or change that notion between my colleagues here and even for the younger generation, why they need to care and why we need to care about the environment entirely. Yeah. It's amazing. I love like artivism and like I'm personally not very creative. That's why I'm now as the creative leader, not me. But like I love that being able to bring like art into such an important project to just, I guess, showcase an issue in a different light for people. But moving on from that, we've obviously all experienced COVID and COVID's kind of changed how the world works. How has this affected your work and like what have you had to change because of it? For me, most of the changes or most of the things that I have really find so interesting, even as I'm um, taking this path of activism and climate journey, is the fact that, you know, along the line, I, I, I lost my dad to particulates or cancer. And while I was conducting my research, I was able to find out that, uh, you know, most of this cancer particulate matter can result to issues around cancer. And then uh, it's it's so, 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 so disheartening that, you know, the world has not been able to combat this thing called cancer. I mean, the rate at which it kills, it's, 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 it's something that I think all hands need to be put together in order to fight cancer. So this has, has totally moved me from the part of, you know, just trying to create solutions in the community to really dig in, in in depth, especially coming in as a scientist, how do I find solutions to how we can be able to reduce particulates? And I think this is basically what even gave me the, you know, the 
motivation to even set up my own venture. I founded Climb Renew, and what we do is basically to teach people on um, issues around climate change and also consult on renewable energy, plastic-based and agriculture. So for me, I feel like if we can be able to solve issues around particulates, they will be able to reduce, of course, much of the pollution, being it air, being it water pollution, you know, and land. Once we're able to solve this issue of particulate, of course, what results into particulate is carbon emission. So if we can be able to find another alternative way of making things, you know, emit less, then we'd have been able to solve most of the ripple effects of pollution, being it health-wise, you know, and otherwise, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I think what you said was incredibly important. I think it can be really hard to, I, can, I think it'd be really easy, actually, to forget about the health issues that plastic pollution, air pollution, water pollution can bring to us because it happens to us, but we don't realize it, but it's definitely very important. So thank you so much for highlighting that for us, but just kind of continuing on with some of the challenges that people and you might face in environmental conservation. What have been some of these challenges that you have faced and how did you overcome them or what did you learn from them? You know, like we all know, Africa emits just about 3% of the global emission. I know even when I started my climate activism, started talking about climate change a lot of people were challenging me i mean why should we care in africa this is the list of our problems this is this is the least thing we should be talking about as africans we have other things that you know bothers us but for me i think um part of the things i know and i've read somewhere is basically if you want to give an adult or a youth power allow him to be able to discover the situation the strategy he can be able to use. So once the person is able to discover himself, the situation he is in and the strategy he can be able to adapt then, and the support, of course, when he knows where he's able to get support needed, then he can be able to create change. So for me, I guess while starting, while I was still coming up, when I started my climate activism, probably identifying these kind of communities or identifying these kind of things I've listed, I didn't know where to get the necessary support. I wouldn't say I knew my capabilities as a person, which is about my self-discovery. And of course, I wouldn't say I knew the strategy to take when I started my climate activism. So all of these things now better the kind of question. I, I just knew that I wanted to create change in the environmental sector. So I decided to you know, begin to look for opportunities where I can find the necessary support that I need. Of course, what do I need to put in place? And about myself, what are my strengths? What are those things that I can be able to do? And again, because I didn't know all of those things, I started with the wrong team, landed in trouble, and somehow, somehow, I had to learn from it and knew exactly what I needed to do next. So associating myself with the right network, like joining, of course, your planeter is one of it, joining um, Climate Reality Leadership Core, and of course, joining the Nigeria SDGs Network. So all of this provided me to a community that really helped me in my journey. So I guess the challenges were basically for me to be able to find the right people that accept me for who I am and for what I can be able to bring to the table. So basically those were the challenges, but I'm happy I've been able to learn and you know move away from that. And I have a robust team now. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those with us. That's like just 
such a testament to your story and everything that you've gone through because it is really just such a journey of as you said self-discovery alongside your work trying to really find out who you are because we're all very young um, and learning from our mistakes and I hope that by doing this series we'll be able to show I guess some common mistakes that young people make so that other young people who want to start don't have to make those same mistakes so thank you for helping us with that I guess you've done all of this amazing work you've been on such a great journey what would be your proudest like memory or like your favorite moment on this journey so I'll still go back to when I started this thing. um in Nigeria there's something we call the National Youth Service Corps. And this is a program where you'll be sent on a national assignment to another state. Like you move from your own region to another region, typically a strange land for you. And the whole idea is for you to be able to have this cultural mix, you know, learn from the people within that community and of course contribute to your own quarter as a citizen. So I, I left this region in my country to another region within the same country too. But then I, I just knew that I needed to volunteer for a certain tax, which is um, sustainable development goals. I had done a similar project in my own community. So moving to a new place where I needed, I, I didn't know anybody. I was saddled with the responsibility to do something like that again. I think to cut the whole story short, I was able to navigate my way around knowing who are the people I should be talking to? Who are the relevant stakeholders I should be reaching out to for me to be able to have, you know, such kind of project? So it all ended up well that at the end of the day, I had like, or we had like 15 people. Personally, I had like 15 people who volunteered on the project and we were able to have like 500 people in attendance. And of course, the program went so well. So for me, that was a life-changing thing for me because even when I start to begin to think of how all of this came into bear. I couldn't really figure out what really happened. But for me, that was transforming. Or that was transformational for me. To be able to go to a strange land where I knew nobody and of course had to navigate my way, you know, finding the right support system to get the job done. So that was transformational. That's amazing. And I think that's so incredibly inspirational to be able to have the strength to go out and really just meet people and gather support and then be able to create an amazing program with such a, a big attendance. That's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing with us. And I hope that hopefully with your words and your advice, lots of change makers that are watching this can also do the same and kind of take that leap and go into a strange new place and just make change because if they want to do it, you definitely can. But kind of leading on to that, in your opinion, how powerful do you believe the voices of youth can be or are? Personally, as a person, I'm very big on sustainability. And, you know, I read this quote that basically talks about how the world has changed from seeing youth activism as being rebellious to seeing it as something that. I mean, it's needed, especially for a time like this. So if we must be able to create change that can be sustained over time, yeah, our parents are probably handling most of the strategic positions now. But if there's no way to bring in the youth or in, yeah, in part of the decision-making process, then what happens if our parents are not there? You know, I just personally shared how I lost my dad. So imagine if my dad hadn't, you know, taught us as his children certain things that we should care about. Then in his absence, there will be no, we wouldn't be able to control anything. So youths should be involved in the center of decision-making process. And that's why when you look at it, I think as at June 2nd to June 3rd, we had this Stockholm uh, United Nations Environmental Protection Agency holding an event 
in Stockholm, which is Sweden. So this started as far back as 1972. So we can see that youth are gradually getting involved in making decision process or in the decision process. Youth, youth have been seen as part of the decision makers. So once we can be able to do that, so it means even when our parents are not there or even when the leaders now, they are not there, youth can be able to continue in that right manner and then there will be change that can be sustained over time. So I think it's, it's in place for youth to speak and it's also in place for our leaders to hear us if we must be able to create you know, the necessary change. I totally agree with that and I'm loving how youth are definitely being more involved in decision making. I don't know if, I mean, there's definitely needs to be more youth, I think more emphasis still, but at least we're making progress. And thank you so much for highlighting that. But if you had something to share to young change makers, maybe some advice, what advice would you give them? So basically for me, um, there's this thing I always say, be authentic and then find the right support system. Be authentic because authenticity We'll be able to communicate exactly to whoever is whoever cares about what you're doing why he needs to support you and once you've been authentic in your approach once you're authentic in the kind of things you feel you should be taking part of then you'll be able to get the necessary support system and then of course your desires will be met yeah amazing thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story that is such great advice and i also just want to like really appreciate the vulnerability that you have shown us by sharing such a personal story with us and i want to send my condolences for your loss and just thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your entire story with us it really just shows so much strength your story your motivation the learnings that you've shown shared with us they are just so so inspirational and i'm just so excited to see where you head next and see how many young people you can inspire through your story and who take action because of you so thank you so much for joining us today and taking the time out of your very very busy schedule to share your story with us thank you so much for having me i mean looking forward to having more of this yeah